Welcome to Enjoying the Journey with Evangelist Scott Pauling. Today, we are on a journey through Scripture. We hope you'll join us as we make 66 stops through each book of the Word of God. Can you believe we have now come to the last book of the Bible? Many of you have been with us on this journey all the way through. And we've come now to the, the closing, the climactic revelation of Jesus Christ. It has a host of comparisons with the first book of the Bible and some contrast. We began in Genesis where the sun was created, but in Revelation there will be no need of the sun for Jesus is the light. In Genesis, Satan destroys, but in Revelation, Satan is destroyed. In Genesis, sin begins, but in Revelation, sin is banished. In Genesis, there's defeat. In Revelation, there's victory. In Genesis, man is sent away from the garden, but in Revelation, he's brought into the city. In Genesis, a curse comes, but in Revelation, no more curse. In Genesis, the tree of life is forbidden, but in Revelation, the tree of life will be eaten. In Genesis, death, but in Revelation, no more death. In Genesis, the creation of a new heaven, of heaven and earth, but in Revelation, the creation of the new heaven and the new earth. In Genesis, there's the first rest, but in Revelation, the final rest. In Genesis, the divine face gets hidden because of sin, but in Revelation, we come face to face with Jesus Christ. If Genesis was the foundation stone, Revelation is the capstone, and everything in between is the superstructure. Oh, I, I love the book of Revelation. You see, Revelation is not about things. Many people say Revelation is their favorite book because they're intrigued by prophecy and they want to know, well, tell me about what's going on in the world and tell me about the end of the age and tell me about Armageddon and tell me about who the Antichrist is. Friend, I'm not looking for the Antichrist. I'm looking at Christ. The great theme of this book, it is literally, look at Revelation 1.1, the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's not the revelation of John. It's the revelation of the Lord Jesus there are 107 words used in this book that are found nowhere else in the New Testament. Think of that, 107. But there's one word that stands out. It is revelation. Literally, the unveiling, to take the veil away. God pulls back the curtain of eternity. God pulls back the curtain of divinity and reveals to us things that previously were hidden, things that we could not know apart from His revelation of Christ. This book is closely akin to Daniel in the Old Testament. But the difference is that God said to Daniel, Shut thou up the vision. But in Revelation, God says to John, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book. It's time for you to know. It's time for you to understand. It's time for it all to be revealed. And so John, the beloved apostle, takes pen in hand under inspiration of the Spirit of God. He's sitting on an isle called Patmos in exile, and all of heaven opens to him. Oh, it's beautiful to see the revelation of Jesus Christ. Did you know one-third of Scripture is prophecy? One-third of Scripture is prophecy. But this is the great prophetic book of the apostolic age, and this is God's last word to man. I love this. What is God's last word to man? It's Jesus. God's last word is the person of Jesus Christ. 
The key verse is found near the entrance of this revelation. It's Revelation chapter 1 verse 19 where God says to John, Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. Three things that he wanted John to write down. And they give us really a good outline to follow for the revelation. Number one, the things that you've seen. The first thing that we find in the revelation in chapter 1 is what John saw. What did John see? He saw Christ. Over 40 times in this book it says, I saw, I saw, I saw. You're, you're reading an eyewitness account. John saw Jesus Christ in all of His glory. And chapter 1 is an awe-inspiring description of Christ in His glory. And then number 2, not only the things that He had seen, but the things that are. Present tense. And that you find in chapter 2 and chapter 3. Well, what are the things that are present tense? Well, this is the church. He literally addresses seven churches in Asia Minor, seven local assemblies. But these seven churches are also a picture of the church age. God had something to say to every church then, and God has something to say to every church now. He says to every one of them, I know your works. He also says to every one of them, He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. And He says to us, I know you, and I have something I want to say to you, and I want you to be in tune enough with my spirit to hear what I'm about to say to you. And so chapters 2 and chapter 3 tell us right where we are in the church age. And then the third thing God wanted John to write was the things that will be hereafter. That is, that which is yet to come. That's the rest of the book, chapters 4 through 22. So he moves from the Christ to the church to the consummation. Notice how the consummation begins. In chapter 4, verse 1, he hears a voice. And the voice says, come up hither. A door opens in heaven. What is this? It's a picture of the rapture of the church, us being taken out of here. And so from this point on, God sets in motion all of the events of the end time. The tribulation period here on earth. You'll read about that and all the judgments that are revealed. And then culminating in Christ's final revelation to all people at the end of the age and Him setting up His millennial kingdom and ruling and reigning. You read about that in Revelation chapter 20. And then you see the new heavens and the new earth and the new Jerusalem where we're going to live someday. All of that described for us in beautiful detail at the end of the revelation of Jesus Christ. But the point is this. It's not about a place and it's not about things and it's not about events. It's all about knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. Now frankly... We could journey through Revelation and it would take us years and we still wouldn't exhaust it. How do we exhaust an infinite God and so much spiritual truth in a book like Revelation? But if you boil it all down to one thing, it is all about the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's close our journey where John closed his journey. Let's close it where the Holy Spirit closes his revelation. If you come to the last page of the Bible, friend, if you read the last page and see how it all ends, it's going to encourage you greatly. What are the closing words? Revelation chapter 22 and verse 20 says, He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. By the way, he says that at least three times in the last chapter, on the last page of the Bible. I come quickly. I come quickly. I come quickly. And then the Bible says, Amen. Even so come, Lord Jesus. May I ask you, is that your response today? Are you happy about Jesus coming? Are you excited 
Does it make you look forward to seeing Jesus and spending eternity with Him? Can you say, even so come Lord Jesus? And then here is the closing word. And I love the fact that the last verse of the Bible is both a principle and a prayer. And what is it? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. When you come to the end of Scripture, it brings us full circle back to the God who was in the beginning. It brings you back to the God of all grace who's now been revealed in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. It brings you back to the God who wants all people to know Him and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And I want to say to you as we come to the end of our journey, our journey brings us to Jesus. Somebody said, what is this world coming to? I can answer that question. This world is coming to Christ. Whatever you think of the current news and current world events, I'll tell you what's going to happen at the end of the age. Every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This world's coming to Jesus someday and I hope you'll come to Him today. If you don't know the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior, may you experience the grace of God this day, this moment. Look to Jesus. Call on Him to forgive your sin and come into your life and He'll save you. And if you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, my prayer for you is the same as John. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Friend, did you know that the purpose of the Bible is not to know the Bible, the facts, the people, the places, but instead the purpose of the Bible is to know God. Do you know Him? Do you know that God has already done everything necessary for you to know Him? Jesus Christ, God's Son, died on the cross and rose again from the dead to pay for your sin debt. It is our prayer that you will trust Jesus today. If you'd like additional help in your Christian life, be sure to visit our website, scottpauley.org. Among the many resources we have available, we're excited to make available to you a Journey Through Scripture daily Bible reading plan. This will be a tremendous help in our current study. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey.